one, and we're live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and as usual, I'm joined by Seth Winshaw. How are you doing this week, Seth? I'm good. I hope you're good because we have a lot to discuss and uh, a lot of Tesla news to start with. A lot of very like specific Tesla news about new prototypes and new product sightings or potential prototypes in one case. Uh, but we're going to jump into it because it's uh, really interesting stuff uh, that's going to give us some insight into what to expect maybe from the giant electric automaker in the next few months to, to the next few weeks, really. Uh, first thing we're going to jump into is this uh, magic dock. So that's the thing that we've been expecting for a while in order to enable the supercharger network to work with non-Tesla electric vehicle in the U.S. Uh, of course, last week, it was the big announcement with the White House that Tesla is going to open at least uh, 7,500 su- uh, charging stations uh, in the U.S. to non-Tesla vehicle, non-Tesla electric vehicle. And uh, um, now we've been waiting on like the actual implementation of that. So Tesla needs to have this. We, we knew that the solution was a magic dock in order to include the CCS adapter station. And now the first station are starting to pop up with that. And we have the first pictures of it. Um, so in this picture, you see here the actual bigger receptacle for the connector. But we got a better one here thanks to our reader, Kenny, that sent us the picture. So you have the receptacle here. The Tesla connector goes right in there. And this connector is locked normally. So it just serves as the regular receptor for the Tesla connector. But if you're an electric vehicle owner, a non-Tesla electric vehicle owner, you show up to that charging station. Through the app, you can have it unlocked. And then as you pull the charge connector, it pulls with that CCS adapter. And then you just have to plug that right into your car and you're charging, which is basically as close as the frictionless experience that you that Tesla owners already have at the supercharger station. So this one specifically is uh, in uh, Western uh, New York State, uh, but they, they are popping up all over that, uh, all those charging stations around there, basically around Buffalo, around Syracuse and all that, which makes sense because that's right next to Gigafactory New York and Buffalo. And that's where Tesla is producing these new superchargers. So. Uh, it makes sense that this will gradually install them closer, uh, as close as possible to the, the factory. Um, maybe soon enough, soon enough, you're going to be able to, on your way back, maybe even from Vermont, when you go back from Vermont to New York, you might be able to see one. Yeah, there's a, a Clinton Corners one on the Taconic on the way down. And also, I got a tip uh, from where I live, which is uh, in Westchester, New York, that um, it's some Audi... I uh, was charging at a, a Tesla with a magic dock. Although the guy didn't get good pictures of it. It's just like an Audi mm-hmm. behind it. I'm like, dude, you got to get a picture of the thing hooked up. You can't just have an Audi parked at a Tesla station. It doesn't help anybody. Well, what I think it's probably that's Tesla's car, most likely, that's happening. Because the same thing happened here uh, with the redditor that spotted it in the New York station. Uh, there's a Rivian R1T at it. And as the the Tesla owner arrived, the faceplate of the supercharger station was off. So that means that Tesla most likely just changed it. So it looks like it. There, there are brand new stations that are being installed with this, but it looks like Tesla is also retrofitting existing station with the new adapter. And it looks like that's what happened in this case. And um, then it couldn't get too close because uh, it looks like Tesla was testing the the charger with a Rivian R1T. Uh, because if you go on Tesla's website too, and you, you look at the specific charging station, it doesn't yet say that uh, these stations are open to non-Tesla AV owner just yet. So I assume that's going to come 
uh, relatively soon. Tesla also need to implement the whole thing through the mobile app for people to be onboarded into the system because you're going to have to have a credit card, obviously. And, but that's about it. Like you just create your Tesla account in the Tesla app, add your credit card, show up to whatever station you need and unlock it to the app. You're done. And it's going to happen pretty fast, looks like, because I already uh, heard of like three or four stations in New York. Um, so we'll keep an eye on the ramp up, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens pretty quickly. Now, uh, you know, specifics, I don't know if we know this yet, but are they, we, we talked last time about how they could put them at the outside stations so that they're not blocking yeah. other stations. Do we know? I mean, that one kind of looked like it was an outside the, station. That, that one was that, but uh, another one that I saw, that they had several of them, like if not all the, this, the charger at the stations had it. So. Hmm. And so far, it doesn't look like Tesla changed anything on the actual cable. So that's that's a bit of a bummer because Tesla supercharger cable is already short. And if you have a car that doesn't have the charge port exactly where Tesla's is, uh, yeah, you're going to have some issues in terms of how to park without blocking any other ch chargers. The length might be I'm harder to change than we're giving credit for because, you know, they have to pump that uh, fluid through there, the cable to cool mm -hmm. it as well. Yeah. So uh, it might not just be like, hey, get a longer cable. It might be, you know, you have to upgrade the pump and the fluid and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, also, like the, these also looks like V3 superchargers. We, we've been hearing about the V4 with the different design, the higher capacity and all that. And also potentially a longer cable. Not definitely a longer cable, actually. So... I don't know what's the hold up with that. Why they're not already switching to that in the magic dock is maybe more of a solution for the existing stations. It's, it's not mm. clear, but um, we'll keep a close eye on that because I wouldn't be surprised if uh, V4 arrives soon too. Yep. The other big announcement for Tesla this week was this uh, California. Well, at first they call it the California engineering headquarters, but it sounds like they are, it's going to be global engineering headquarters that uh, are going to be in California. And uh, it's basically the uh, old HP uh, H HQ in Palo Alto, uh, not too far from where Tesla, uh, but I mean, I don't know what they were calling the former headquarters at Tesla anymore, like since they've been moved to Texas, but they still had the same buildings where the former headquarters were that was used for a bunch of different teams, including engineering, finance, and other people. So now... Uh, the uh, every I think they're gonna move a lot of the people there too, but uh, they also have way bigger buildings now on the HPHQ that's gonna accommodate the thousands of people, and um, these HQ is a little bit more in town in Palo Alto rather than the outside of town. And like the, the former HQs were basically at the edge of Palo Alto. Not much information were released in the announcement. Like the, the Tesla had first an announcement with uh, Elon and Gavin Newsom at the location they had basically only banalities to say they didn't say anything concrete then tesla had its own announcement after that with again elon making a speech but again they were like this was extremely light on information it's just like hey we we still love california we're still doing things in california whatnot just trying to get closer to it uh but no actual like actionable uh information i think that came out of it yeah it seemed a little bit uncomfortable or maybe a lot uncomfortable you know since Elon's been very harsh on Democrats and very harsh on yeah. California Democrats and California in general. And then, you know, you have standing next to him, the democratic governor, governor of California. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, that guy was awkward by, his, by himself, too. Yeah. At one point, he started complaining about his salary for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, that got weird. But I'm I feel like sure there's so said. many there's so many guardrails in place. Like they can't talk about, you know, anything. They can't talk about Twitter. They can't talk about. So it's like, it just, you know, it felt very awkward the way it came up. Like, but it made Elon sound a little bit more like the old Elon for a second. Like he only focused on like, yeah, the the, the mission at Tesla, uh, like the environmental impact and all that. And then of course he had some sweet talking about California, like all the engineering talent that it's there and whatnot. Um, Right. Can Kind of want also, to be nice, I you know, guess. going back to HP, uh, you know, Apple took a bunch of HP uh, buildings mm-hmm. to make its headquarters as well. It's it's kind of funny that all of HP's old stuff is turning into like these big corporate headquarters. Do we know if they're going to keep uh, the the buildings that are there, or are they going to, you know, bulldoze? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure. They, again, they didn't mention anything. They didn't go into the details. I would assume that they they, they would keep them. Uh, just because of how fast they were growing, it makes sense to just add to it. And and it also, like Tesla already had partially moved in into those building, uh, those HP building. They've been buying them up, uh, not I guess leasing them up since uh, 2021. And over the last few months, they secured a bunch of them more. And now they are like taking over the whole thing basically. But uh, so it's not, it, it's not exactly like a complete move, I think. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And if anyone knows anything, you can always send it my way. and I'll, I'll report it. One thing that was interesting as part of, like I said, not, not much information to report on this, but there was a new corporate video that Tesla produced as part of the announcement that sort of focused on all the things that Tesla does in California. So obviously Fremont Factory, the former Palo Alto headquarters, uh, the design studio in Hawthorne, the supercharger, the Latrop Mega Factory, the Cato battery cell plant, all that stuff. Um, and as part of that, there was one image. Oh, sorry, I clicked the wrong one here. There was uh, one image that uh, caught a lot of people's attention. So I'm going to show it to you right now. It's uh, just a quick shot from the design studio in Hawthorne, where you see a bunch of design drawing from Tesla. And um, one of those drawings is interesting because, well, actually, two are partially interesting. So you remember this drawing here that was supposed to be a very early design drawing of the next Tesla vehicle. Some people call it the Model 2. Some people call it, call it the, the $25,000 Tesla. It's the new Tesla that's been designed, supposedly designed in uh, China, engineered in China, and most likely also produced in China. I don't know exclusively in China, but at least to start with. And uh, we, it's supposed to be based on the next generation platform that was that is about to be unveiled next week. So because of that, there's a ramp up of like, all right, we, we might, we're definitely going to see the next generation platform next week. Are we going to see the first vehicle to use that platform? Uh, so the rumors have been ripping up on that. And in that video, you see that design drawing here, right there. And on top of it, you see another one that you cannot assign to really to any other Tesla vehicle. And then there's this blue one on top. This blue one you can potentially assign to the Model 3. Uh, I know it looks shorter. It looks like a two-door, but we've seen Tesla do that before with early design drawing of a new car. Uh, the focus is on the overall lines. They always have giant wheels. They not necessarily have doors at all, or if they do, it's just two. So I'm not so sure about this one, but potentially. This one's a little bit harder to place here. It looks a little bit more like an hatchback 
like a little bit closer to, to the original one here, uh, albeit maybe a little bit more refined, I would think. Uh, obviously, both still early design drawings. So it sparked up some rumors that that might be the next Tesla, the Tesla Hatchback, Tesla Model 2, $25,000 Tesla, however you want to call it. And then went through a real wrench into the whole thing, and, and we'll get into it because it's, it's confusing. I don't know if it's true. I don't know like anything. We're just gonna, I'm just going to state the facts, and, and you guys can make your own decision because we don't have any insider information on this. And it's been confusing a lot of people, myself first. This car has been spotted in China a few times over the last few days. The car itself is strange. It's very confusing. First of all, it has this uh, obvious camouflage on it, this camouflage wrap. And Tesla is not known for using camouflage wrap on its vehicle. So that's kind of the first red flag. Uh, but at the same time, it's the first car that Tesla is developing out of China. So maybe the team there is doing things a little bit different. So that might explain that. But still, I would classify that as a red flag. Now, the vehicle here clearly has Tesla design features. Uh, the front end, very much a Tesla front end. The wheels, Tesla wheels, obviously. Headlights, Tesla headlights. Front fender as a camera that looks like the uh, Tesla camera from the autopilot self-driving suite of sensors, so all good. But after that, <laughs> when you go in the back, that's where things change completely. It looks like a Mazda C uh, CX-30, like exactly like a Mazda CX-30. Actually, not exactly like a gas-powered <laughs> Mazda CX-30 because the, the, they launched in China uh, an electric version of it, and uh, it's, it's a bit different. But the gas one, it's almost identical to it. Like, as close as it gets uh, this and so again it's a, one other thing that's a red flag because tesla is not known for using bodies from other automate it's not it's not unknown for an automaker to use a different body as a test mule for a new vehicle program that's not unknown that has happened it's we have never seen tesla do it not uh, since so, the lotus roadster Correct. Yeah. I mean, the Lotus was the, the Roadster was based on the Lotus. So that made more sense. And eventually, like they just phased out a lot of those parts. So that might be something similar. But with with now Tesla being it's completely different automaker since then and building everything from the ground up, it would be so surprising that he would do that. At the same time, the CX-30 uh, from Mazda is about the size that we would expect a Tesla hatchback to come out at. So it could make sense if they are just testing the new generation platform that they would put that in and think that, okay, that's going to be about similar size, similar aerodynamic performance, similar weight and all that. That, that, that could add up. But again, it's, it's, it's a bit of a stretch here. At the same time, like the, the big question that you can ask is like, if it's not a Tesla prototype, even though it has Tesla wheels, it has a Tesla front end, it has Tesla headlights, it has Tesla fender cameras, like what would it be? Like it, it's certainly not a Mazda. It's, it's not a CX30 from Mazda that they put, they're putting those design features on it. It makes no sense. And I don't have a strong answer to that. My only thing that I was thinking that makes me not report this completely as a Tesla prototype is the way that it's been introduced. So the first images came out like two days ago out of China, reported by a bunch of Chinese blogs, and they were taking it like 100%. It's a Tesla prototype, calling it the Tesla Model 2 and all that, um, based on nothing more than the images themselves. So 
so you cannot put too much weight in that. Um, my idea, like it could be a potential, like a kind of prank, like someone trying to influence the market in some ways uh, in doing that. Like a, it's pretty elaborate. I will give you that though, but still. And then what confused me more is that these pictures have not been shared on those. It's not the same sightings as the ones that are in China. They were sent to us by someone. And that person doesn't want to be identified. But that person sent the pictures to us claiming that they were taken on Cato Road in California. And I challenged that with them because I, I, don't, I don't recognize Cato Road in there. And also I, I see that the car on, on this picture is right here. The car in front has Chinese plates. Uh, so why would the car in front has Chinese plates? I don't know. It makes no sense. Probably not taken in California is my, is my guess here. Uh, so why would that person send the pictures to us? Which I think the picture are legit. The pictures show what they show. It's just I don't think they were taken in California. Why would they lie about that? Um, so that kind of had in another red flag to me. That's like this is some kind of prank. But the car is real. The car is like if it's Photoshop, it's the best Photoshop I've ever seen because there's been a tons of different sightings over the last three days. Yeah, different angles, different scenes. Yeah. So. I don't know. Do you have any insight on this or are you just as confused as I am? I'm, I'm as confused as you are. Uh, I haven't been, you know, pondering it as, as deeply as you, but like, to me, it seems like, uh, you know, maybe Tesla built, you know, is testing aerodynamics of something and they just put their new front end on a Mazda body or something. I don't know. I mean, the door handles are kind of a tell, like, I don't think Tesla would yeah. make Mazda yeah. door handles. Um, so I don't know. I, it's it's a good question. Like, uh, if it's a prank, it's the most elaborate. <laughs> elaborate yeah, one it's I've a lot of effort. So far. Yeah, like but whoever's at the doing same that time, prank they should... think they think like you think they can influence the market a little bit. But I mean, the Tesla, the size of Tesla stock at this point, it's pretty hard to make it move with this this kind of news. Like, it would need to be reported. I mean, a bunch of other publications reported it as as fact. It's a, it's the new Tesla and everything, but not not big ones as far as I know. Like the, the more serious ones, like like ourselves that did report on it, put some skepticism on it. So didn't move the market that much, I think. Yeah, and Tesla's been pretty open about the, their plans to do it. So it really shouldn't influence the market. Yeah, and, but that's also something on the con side of things here on the list. Like, do you, like, do you remember uh, Tesla vehicle, other than the Tesla Semi, that has leaked before the original unveiling? I don't uh, think I do. Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's not. You've, you, you've seen the Model Three, like you had, you had all the details of the Model Three, but no pictures. Like the pictures haven't leaked; right. they didn't show it. So we had that at Electric, but um, Model Y never leaked before, even though like it was basically the same thing. Model X didn't leak before. Model S, I'm a, well, Model S, there was a lot of early prototypes that were unveiled way before the final version. So there's maybe some of that, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, and they weren't even trying to keep that secret; they were like, yeah. showing it off. Yeah, basically. All right. Still on some prototypes. Well, not, actually not prototypes. This looks like production version, but uh, the Artwork 4.0 suite of sensor for Autopilot has been spotted on new Model X and X at Fremont Factory. This news is coming thanks to the Kilowatt on Twitter. It just showed up at the factory, started looking at a bunch of cars, uh, smartly looked at the cars that don't have the ultrasonics on them. And uh, then started looking at the cameras on those. And sure enough, he saw some updates on, on the cameras. So uh, for the Fenders one here on the left, you have the new one. 
uh, versus the old one. So it looks like camera, the lens is a tiny bit a little bigger. Uh, in terms of the fender, it does stick, it does face more towards the side of the, like outside the car versus the back of the car. So the old ones, you see the angle is more towards the back. This time it's more on the side. Uh, this is the, the one on the B pillar. So this one has very similar angle, but you can see the lens being a little bit bigger than the, the old one. And then you have the front facing cameras, which uh, as the green reported last week, based on the computer, the new hardware 4.0 computer, it apparently it confirmed that there's just two cameras in front. This time it, it's not clear from this setup, but we're gonna have to, I'm gonna trust Green on the, on this one. Normally he's right about these this stuff, so it looks like it still could be three, but one of them could be a sensor, a different kind of sensor. I don't, I don't know; it's not necessarily a camera. Uh, then the one here uh, near the um, the plates in the back, uh, the position changed a little bit. It's a little bit bigger again, but that's about it. Nothing nothing crazy. Uh, speaking of the back too, we see the different the different badging in the back. Uh, Nothing crazy. We, we've saw that update from China already. It's a slightly different badging for the Model S and X. It's rear hand. Mm. But yeah, I mean, my expectation at this point is that uh, next week uh, on uh, March 1st at the investor day, we're going to see Tesla announce the new suite of hardware, the new computer, the new cameras. Everything's going to be announced. And they're most likely going to announce that it's in all new Model S and X being produced right now. I'm not so sure about Model 3 and why. I would assume that it's coming now with the Model 3 and Y because otherwise that would be a weird move from Tesla because as we know, a lot of people are going to be wanting to uh, wait for the new hardware. Yeah. Do you think the price drops recently are going to be reverted when uh, the new hardware comes out? And that's kind of like a, uh, not a bribe, but like a, a way to, placate somebody who's missing out on new hardware and just bought it while you got it for $5,000 or less or whatever. Yeah. I mean, in the U S it's going to be a, a weird situation because you have that, that does create some hesitancy from people, but at the same time, so this is March 1st, it's coming mm -hmm. and it lives a full month of still the, the full tax credit. And that, that can be a $3,500 $3,750 difference. $3,750 difference, depending on if Tesla is eligible to the full one once the battery material guidance come in play. So they might be playing that too. They might be playing like, yeah, you get, uh, if, if um, for example, if it's not a Model 3 and Y for whatever reason, they can be like, okay, starting next month, maybe it's going to be a Model 3 and Y, but for now, even if you don't, maybe you don't want them, but you prefer to get the full tax credit or something like that. I don't know. Uh, there might be some of that at play. It's going to be a weird situation, I think. I, I think the most likely outcome is they announce that it's on everything and we just haven't seen Model 3 and Y right. uh, yet. It started with Model S and X. That is the most likely explanation, but I don't know for a fact. Yeah. All right, staying on autopilot and full self-driving beta, uh, the release note for the latest V11 update have been out. And um, Tesla gave such of a better explanation on what's happening with v11 well but first of all this is basically the recall update <laughs> so there's a lot of things in that release note that discussed the the thing that we discussed last week with the supposedly recall of fsd beta and addressing the specific dangerous behavior that NHTSA uh, has identified in the um, 
in in this like again what they're what they're calling a recall really what we can argue against that so tesla is basically addressing that in the release note which i i think they kind of made a point of it in it like they were like uh okay since this kind of the recall update it was probably gonna be in that update anyway but they made a point to like we're specifically addressing this this and that but what i find more interesting and probably more interesting for most uh current fsd beta owners is uh, especially the one that are concerned that are, are not super big fans of the fsd beta and you as we know the v11 the big thing is that it's going to merge uh the stack with the autopilot stack and now the autopilot is going to rely on the neural nets that are in fsd beta to operate so if you're a big fan of autopilot not a big fan of fsd beta this should be concerning so what tesla writes in this is um enable fsd beta on highway this unifies the vision and planning stack on and off highway and replace the legacy highway stack which is over four years old at this point yeah so, so that's the good part i guess because like tesla is like we we haven't worked that hard on this in the last four years so you you should be happy about that but again still place on be skeptical because of uh, the quality of sd beta right now the legacy highway stack still relies on several several single camera and single frame network and was set up to indulge simple lane specific maneuver fsd beta's multi-camera video network and next-gen planners that allows for more complex agent interactions with less reliance on lanes make way for adding more intelligent behavior smoother control and better decision making so you know what I, for everyone that's been following our reporting on this you know i've been extremely skeptical about this and i've been fearing this update but Tesla is is kind of winning me over slowly on this because basically it's uh, it's starting to look like what we've been experiencing in FSD beta that we don't like is also partly because it is so much harder in city street like the, the conditions are harder and all that so having this uh, having the same capacity the same neural net apply on the highway it should be a lot easier for the system to handle it so we might actually start to see improvements relatively fast but that's the thing too like we have to keep in mind that we've seen fsd beta be a two-step forward one step backward kind of program so the, and and we've seen tesla just remove capacity a lot like we've seen it recently with removing the ultrasonics then people are like yeah what are our parking our distance sensors are not working anymore like the, the vision hasn't caught up to the ultrasonics yet so we're screwed with that so it might be a situation like that too so i'm not 100 percent optimistic but i'm feeling a little bit better about it i don't know about you i know you're also a bit skeptical about this yeah i don't i really want to see it before i make any judgments but i'm you know willing to obviously give it a try um and it is kind of weird the way it's coming out being both a uh update but also a recall yeah <laughs> i don't know how that's going to play out yeah as part of the update too uh, tesla is adding a voice feedback so they say that you can when you 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 know you need to you can press the camera and you can send tesla like a feedback on especially the you, you can let tesla know i something wrong happened here you should check this specific uh, part of uh, of my fsd beta drive uh, they say that now you're going to be able to add voice uh, feedback to that, which makes sense. So should have been there for since the beginning, I think. But now, so when you click on it, now you're going to be able to say, hey, this is what happened. 
fix it, please. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So this is a this is a good update, I think, for that. All right. Uh, Two more Tesla news, then we move on to non-Tesla news, guys. I know you guys want to talk about other things too. We do too. Uh, I see we already have a bunch of questions lined up from the audience. But if you have any more questions, please put them in the comment section right now. We're live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. You just put your questions in right now. We're going to get to them in just about uh, 25 minutes, I guess. Also, if there's other subjects that we didn't discuss today about the EV space that you want to discuss or ask us specific questions, you're welcome to do so. All right, so Tesla has signed a new deal with uh, a new deal with Magnus Energy Technologies to secure anode active materials, also known as AM. AAM. Uh, so it's a graphite, basically. It's an anode-based graph. It's a graphite-based anode. Sorry. And Magnus is interesting here because it's not just a mining company. It is primarily a mining company that has projects in Brazil. It's an Australian-based company with uh, big projects in, in Brazil for both uh, uh, lithium and graphite. And the interesting part, though, is that they're also part of this consortium out of New York, uh, known as the uh, Imperium 3 New York Consortium that are building a geofactory in New York. So they're part of like four or five companies together that are using the C4V uh, solid state battery technology. So it's an interesting new partner for Tesla to have in Magnus that is a, a big part of that partnership. So even though the, right now the deal is solely to secure that anode material, and uh, not only to secure it, but to build it in the U.S. too. So it's coming from Brazil, but it's going to be um, processed in the U.S. So the deal is contingent on Magnus securing a final location for their facility by uh, June 30th this year. So they're going to start the pilot, pilot plant by March of next year, and the first deliveries are expected in uh, 2025. So if it all goes well, Tesla's going to be able to have annual material coming out of the U.S., which is obviously a big deal for the tax credit program that we previously mentioned. And at the same time, it gives them like an in in that potential gigafactory out of New York. All right. Still on Tesla securing battery material, there's been rumors going around that Tesla is one of the potential bidder on Sigma Lithium, um, which is a, another Brazil-based uh, lithium supplier that um, is in sort of early pilot production right now. So it's not, it's, it's still, I don't know if they still consider that a junior miner. I mean, it's worth $3 billion at this point, so it's not that junior. Uh, we've discussed Tesla potentially uh, buying a mining company. They've been mostly reluctant about that. Tesla is not big on acquisition, especially large acquisition, and it, ever since uh, uh, Solar City, as you say. But Solar City obviously was kind of uh, it, its own thing with uh, the whole uh, being operated by Musk's cousin and, and Musk being chairman and all that. So it was, uh, it was its whole <laughs> separate deal. There hasn't been a very big acquisition still. Maybe Grohman Engineering out of Germany. That was a like a $300 million one, but this is 10 times that. So Sigma is has this big deposit that they have a lot of claim in in Brazil, and they are in pilot production there. 
So that so so they're fairly advanced. So normally that's when things start going crazy for a big miner that has secure lithium when they start moving from production to from power production to commercialization. That's where the big cash cow coming in because it's basically printing money at this point with the, the lithium prices have, have been going up so much. So Tesla has talked about before uh, getting into the mining business themselves. They have a claim on 10,000 acres in, in, in Nevada. But as far as we know, they haven't done anything with that since announcing it in 2020. And then uh, two years later, Elon did say that he was open uh, to Tesla potentially buying a mining company. He said, he said Tesla wouldn't buy another automaker, but buying a mining company might make sense. And now Bloomberg reported this week that uh, uh, Sigma is taking in offers right now for a potential buyout because the main investor in the company is looking to get out, uh, A10 Investmentos, uh, Brazilian private equity fund. So the rumor is that Tesla is one of those potential bidder. No more than that right now, but still interesting because we have never seen Tesla get anywhere near that kind of close of, a, of an acquisition in the mining space. And obviously Tesla has been building its own lithium mining processing facility. And so not mining, lithium processing facility out of Corpus Christi, Texas. So if they do secure that, that it could make sense for Sigma or the new Tesla lithium basically to send the raw lithium to um, Corpus Christi and then process that into uh, cattle material. Moving on to some foreign news this week. So foreign has been lining up new battery partners in, uh, in the last few years. It's, of course, SK Innovation has been the main one. There are giant plants in the U.S. being built with them, the blue oval and all that. That's all SK Innovation out of uh, Korea. Then last week or the week before that, we reported on Tesla doing a partnership with SayATL for some um, LFP battery cell out of the U.S., now they're partnering with LG, so they are basically have their hands with all the biggest player here, minus maybe Panasonic. And uh, it's going to be a new factory that they're going to build out of Europe to supply their ambitions for electric vehicle production there. And it's going to be a fairly large plan here, um, talking about 30 to 45 gigawatt hour. And they're looking at Turkey. Oh, no, sorry, that's the SK Innovation one. Uh, oh, there, 25 gigawatt hour, 25 with an option to ramp up to 45. And um, did, they, did they say that they have a location yet? Oh, no, it's, okay, it's in Turkey. Like, it's going to be in Turkey. That's what I thought. Okay. So in Turkey, Ford LG partnership with Cock Holding. <laughs> Is that <laughs> really there? <laughs> Is that really the name? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's written. Uh, 25 to 45 gigawatt hour of battery capacity, so enough to produce uh, hundreds of thousands of vehicles per year. And we know that mac -E has been doing pretty well in Europe. Uh, yeah, it's been doing well, doing well everywhere. Um, we know that uh, Ford is also still a little bit tied up with uh, Volkswagen uh, in Europe yeah. doing MEB platform vehicles. I wonder if that's going to be part of this equation here. Mm -hmm. It could be. All right, Porsche. We had some new Porsche news coming out. Some new prototypes being spotted, and uh, we kind of we, we've kind of been waiting from Porsche because like uh, Taycan, Taycan is, uh, is a few year old at this point. We thought that there's going to be another. Well, I mean, technically there's a Taycan, and then there's Taycan. Uh, uh, what do you Prost call it? Osterismo uh, and 
uh, Cross Turismo. So, but it's pretty much the same car, like pre pretty damn close. So we, we expected that after that and after the success of the Taycan too, because it's been a very successful program for Porsche, that they would move on to their next EV. And of course, the Mackin was the one that we were waiting for because it's a crossover, small SUV, and that's a very popular segment. Uh, yeah. I think it's Porsche's, uh, as the gasoline version, it is Porsche's most popular vehicle too. So you would think that that would be coming, but uh, they've been delaying it for a while. And now there's been, uh, we know that uh, when they start doing winter testing, Arctic testing, it's generally one of the last few steps toward bringing the vehicle to production. Uh, and now both the Porsche Boxster and the Mikan as electric version have been, have been spotted winter testing. Um, they say in the Arctic Circle, so I would assume like it was Norway or something. Doesn't specify it, but so we, we, we've seen those prototypes before, though, in Germany, been tested in Germany. Uh, the, the Boxster version, I don't think it's going to be close to what we're going to see in production. Uh, it looks like they are using a test mule for this, but uh, um, still they're testing the form factor. And uh, the Boxster, the Boxster, they're exciting because there's Boxster. It depends on what kind of price point they come in at because right. the Boxster is the cheapest uh, Porsche. Right. And, and sorry. No, I, I agree with you that entirely. Uh, it, it is less expensive than a typical Porsche. And, uh, you know, if they don't make the EV version, like, crazy expensive, then it'll pretty much be the only, like, small convertible EV out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You've been talking to Porsche a lot over the years. Uh, have they said anything? Are they going to, you think they're going to call it? They like the Boxster EV? Because, like, the Taycan has been its own thing. So I would expect, well, I know like, the the, the Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Group has changed from going from ID number to, you know, ID, what the old thing was like the Tiguan mm -hmm. or the, um, the Golf. So they're they're talking about doing like an ID Golf or an ID Tiguan. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. better or worse, but that's what they're doing. Um, so I think Porsche may also do something similar to that, where they might say the Boxster EV or. Because at some point it's just going to be the Boxster and it's going to be electric, yeah. and so yeah, that. th that's true. But my my problem with that has always been that in the meantime, like if they make it like twenty thousand dollars more expensive than the regular Boxster, right? It's a it's such a bad look for EVs and for like for buyers, they they, they don't like that. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's definitely going to be more expensive than the gasoline Boxster, and. I, and I think the Boxster, their gasoline Boxster is going to stay for a while, most likely, uh, unless unless Porsche really like uh, gets aggressive about this. Because the if you look at their Panamera cell versus their Taycan cell, like it's it's clear who's the clear winner there. So maybe they, they take a note on that and they, they move in that direction. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, and and Porsche is behind. They expected mm -hmm. to have the uh, Macan out last year or yeah 2022 so that whole pp platform i think is a little late mm -hmm. um and i think the boxster was supposed to be after the the macan and it looks like they're both trending for around the same kind of release so it's interesting mm -hmm. to watch yeah uh, quick news on Sono Motors that came out today. Or we did report on uh, the fact that they were like making this big push to try to save the Scion EV, so their their solar electric car. Uh, they have officially given up on this, so they're not going to move forward with that uh, approach. 
uh, they're going to switch back to only offering their business to business solar attack, which I think is probably the best move to do here because they were having some issues to bring that to market, extremely capital extensive and all that, obviously. But it's another crowdfunded EV project that hits the ground. The EV part of the project is, is, is dying here. The company is surviving to their, their business to business solar tech, which I think makes a lot of sense because they're going to be doing things like uh, solar trailers on electric trucks and uh, solar roof for electric buses and all that, things that makes a ton of sense. And they already have the technology tested and everything, and it's on vehicle right now. So they can start to you know, create revenue right away and, and make it a real business. Uh, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a big thumbs up to the company on this because I, I think they gave it the best shot. Like the... They, they were trying to do the, the right thing for customers and they, they gave like one big effort and it just didn't didn't pan out but uh, uh, we wish them the best in their new the new type of business that they're going for right now yeah but it is we, the first like crowdfunding project that is completely dead now so keep an yeah. eye out on the other ones because the other ones might uh, uh, the same thing might happen too yeah and we visited the Sonos Motors uh, headquarters in uh, um munich uh when we were there and just a great group of people there um we were kind of at the at the time and since we were like well why are they building a car when they there's already evs around that they could just put their technology into and hopefully that's what they're going to do at this point like maybe we'll see you know like not a chevy bolt but maybe like a you know like a renault zoe or something with a solar roof and solar sides and you know that that'll be how they get those things to market um but building their own cars seemed like a lot of extra work yeah and and it feels like they were like they, they were jumping to something uh too quickly because you're right it might happen like they might eventually partner with a, a consumer car company like i assume you use Renault because it's european um but obviously the technology makes the most sense with the bigger surface area that you have so right now the the, the trucks and the and the buses make the most sense. And that's what they're going after. But as they refine the technology, lower the cost, yeah, I could see definitely that happening. And yeah, it would make so much more sense to just partner with someone that knows how to uh, how to build a car already. Yeah, maybe like uh, RVs like Winnebago or. Oh yeah, that's that's probably the best idea actually. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right, let's jump into the comments before we move on. All right. Bolts and Bolts, has anyone done a survey in Europe on the supercharger program to determine reception, such, such as wait times, happiness of Tesla versus non-Tesla owners, etc.? cetera? Um, I don't think there's been anything published, but uh, anecdotally, I think uh, I've heard good things. What about you, Fred? Yeah, that's the thing, though. Uh, if you're, if Volts is talking about that, try to get some anticipation of what's going to happen in the U.S. The U.S. is going to be different than Europe. Like, first of all, their third-party charging network, CCS charging network, are already much better than what we have in, in the U.S. So um, there, is a, there were less incentive for non-Tesla AV owners in Europe to go to a supercharger network. Um, and also, it's not completely open just yet. It's still some select few stations, so it's not a complete opening in Europe. But yeah, for, for what I've heard so far, I haven't heard any major complaints from, from local owners. The biggest one being that there's still some stations that are not optimized for having a charge port that's not exactly at the back on the, on the driver's side, which is where it should be anyway. Uh, so that has been a concern. But we've seen Tesla kind of starting to address that in Europe with uh, new 
design of where to put the supercharger so it's more like a, instead of being like one row of, of chargers where you have to park on either side uh, they are lining them up across uh, a, a bigger surface of parking lot uh, so you can come in on either side and not block you can just choose one or, or the other station rather so um, that's probably the smartest move for now under than actually building one with a longer cable but somehow Tesla doesn't seem to be doing that but yeah, in the U.S., it's going to be different. So we're going to have to see how Tesla does it. All right, uh, Dan Oberstay, I hope that the opening that opening the superchargers to others will lead Tesla to assigning charger slots via the app. Queuing at stations has been up to the politeness of those waiting, not the greatest system. Uh, I, I agree. I think uh, uh, yeah. they could they could do something like that. Um, I've always like so. You know, when you go to a supercharger, it's kind of like urinal rolls where you go as far away from the guy parking park yeah. as you can. And, um, you know, like when there's one at every other station, usually that means that you're because te Tesla divides it up um, like every other station is on a different circuit. So if somebody's at every other station, it's like hammering one circuit and another circuit's you know low so well that's not true with the the new v3 but yeah for for, for all the others yes yeah, uh, yeah so it's, it's it, it would be nice if tesla could kind of like hey uh, you're coming in now you're coming in you know with an older car that can't charge that fast you should go here you know they could do a lot of logic there that you know would make the, the service a little bit better um and then add to that like when you know the chevy bolts start rolling up to the 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 superchargers then they can kind of put those on the slower chargers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so, so I think Tesla could do that. That would be actually pretty cool if they could. Um, what do you think? No, I think it makes a lot of sense. It, it seems completely feasible too, with the, the app, like, uh, the app tells you if it's full. So if it's full, it just, and you arrive there, the app knows you're there. So it's not like you're queuing up just to, just to screw with people. Like you, you need to be in the area, I guess. And, um, and yeah, you see, it would be the app would prompt you, like take a number basically, and, and that's it. And Tesla can also implement to make sure that it works. They could also not let the other person, like if someone is trying to cut in front or whatever, you could not right. let them charge, like they have that capacity too. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a great idea from Dan and it's completely implementable. All right. Uh, Joven says, uh, what do you think would happen when the value of Tesla's Tesla's knowing that the end of 2024 superchargers are available for most. I'm thinking it would turn upside down. Tesla's dropping in value over time. So that's that's the argument that a lot of uh, Tesla investors mostly um, are worried about that Tesla has this incredible asset in the supercharger network and that sharing it is going to make them kind of even or or something else with, with other uh, automakers. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. We talked before about how um, that could be a revenue stream for Tesla. Um, it's also a good marketing point. Well, I, sorry, so I think mm -hmm. I think you might be talking about the value of the car. Oh, you might be right. I might be mistaken. Is that yeah, those, are, those are two like sort of separate concern? Like the like your car value might be. Like, especially if you have like unlimited supercharger right now, like other. That's like, true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it remains to be seen. Um, it's certainly, some variables involved there. But I think um, to your point, though, I think 
you're right about the value of Tesla itself, the company. I don't think that's going to be affected in any way. Uh, the cars, though, yeah, maybe a little bit of value loss there, but very minimal, I think. And other than the unlimited supercharger, but as we reported just two, three weeks ago, whatever, it looks like Tesla wants to recall all those cars. Basically, they want to bring them back. And yeah. once they have them back, Tesla can just, it's in their position. They can just, okay, this car is not unlimited supercharging anymore. Yeah. I wonder how hard they'll go to get those back. Like, I wonder if yeah, they start upping $5, it. $5,000 right now. Yeah. Right. It's like uh, waiting at the uh, airline airport when they're, <laughs> yeah. they're like, Giving all right, some... take the next flight for 500 bucks. All right, Nando Holes, uh, did Tesla use the uh, E-Class Mercedes as the first Model S frame? I don't. I don't remember, remember that, that to be honest. Uh, I know Tesla they used did the build. Wheel. Yeah, Tesla. Did, yeah, that's right. They did use the Mercedes steering wheel. They did use. They did build powertrains for the Mercedes B-Class. Right. But that was for the B-Class. That was not for a Tesla vehicle. Uh, and they might have. Maybe Nando knows something I don't. And I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. All right, Dan's back. I don't know if you can say that the repeater camera actually points outward more. It could be that the camera angle was totally different. Old shot looks side on, new shot looks from behind. Uh, that might exaggerate the look of it, but if you look at the actual um, packaging of it, the packaging itself looks like the camera points a lot more. So regardless on what angle you look at the packaging, if you just single out the packaging, it does look like the angle is different. But you're right, it might accentuate it from the camera angle itself. The, 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 the camera that took the picture, I mean. All right, here's an interlude with a weird question. I just get more and more confused about the threat that the woke represent to Elon's mission. It's just so counterintuitive to me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's political capture. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, I mean, I, I do subscribe to the idea that, like, yeah, I mean, the cancel culture and all that has the, its, its issues. But I, to the degree that Elon presents it, of like this is on par with nuclear warfare and all that, like it's just complete nonsense. Uh, he's, he's, the, the left was a little bit too hard on Elon for a while. They hit him too hard, and now he's, he, he's hitting back. That's, that's, that's all it is, the way I see it. Yep. Uh, Kyle Rash, question Do you have any comments on the Ionic 6 US prices, 43K base, and up significantly for the? Long range all wheel drive, or did you discuss last week? I don't think we discussed last week, but um, oh. we we did see those prices come out. Oh, I didn't see them in my search for the articles this week, but I remember I remember we posted in the room. Yeah, it's a good pricing, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of on par with the Model Three, and I think this is a more premium. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's got a lot a lot of range uh, at the higher end. Uh, the the long range or the rear wheel drive version it looks really nice the premium interior um i think it compares well with the model three mm -hmm. a little bit bigger i don't know I think, everyone too. like the design I'm, I'm okay with it i'm not giant fan i'm okay with the design yeah i mean it, I, a lot of people love it so yeah you know it's kind of like porsche inspired i guess or something all right, David Pierne Monroe says, Hardware 4 can't be retrofitted because of the lack of space. Well, we, we talked about this quite a bit. Yeah, Mon Monroe is a bit behind on that. Yeah. Elon, Elon said it, and Green confirmed it when he saw it in the first time, and Monroe is working off Green's thing, so. Yeah. Ron King, uh, what would you like to see revealed next Wednesday on Investor Day? Ooh. Ooh. That could be a whole show. Yeah. 
Maybe we're going to do a preview show. I'm going to be a preview post about it for sure. Maybe we can do a preview show off yeah, of that fun. post. Um, or maybe we'll do like a play-by-play. We'll, we'll do a show yeah. watching the show. Yeah. When, when is that? When is the first? Wednesday. Uh, it's the Wednesday. I don't know yeah. what time it is, though, but um, we'll, we'll look it up for sure. Yeah, it is Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. It's February. It's the 28th. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting for sure. I mean, the, you made it clear what it's gonna be about. It's gonna be about scale. Uh, it's gonna be about the new vehicle platform, which is part of how they're gonna achieve scale. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. Although the details, though, yeah, we can keep that for the next show, maybe closer to to it. Uh, Dan says, "Isn't the Boxster named after the gas engine in the car?" Yes, uh, the Boxster engine in the car is why the Porsche called it that. But Porsche has. <laughs> yeah, that- Porsche has the turbo uh, version of yeah. the Taycan, so. And where's the turbo on that? Yeah, so. Uh, Seattle, Vienna. Do you think any of these so-called battery breakthroughs will pose serious threat to Tesla? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen a serious battery breakthrough that uh, is anywhere near close to caramelization anytime soon. And then once you get it to caramelization, you need to ramp it up. And uh, yeah, so, and, and Tesla is keeping a close eye on all that too. And and then if you do have a battery breakthrough that uh, you want to bring to production and you want to have the biggest impact with, which automakers you going to sell it to to sell the most of it possible? Well, the automaker that has the highest production capacity for the two vehicle right now. So I don't think Tesla is in any kind of trouble regarding that. Uh, and and you have to be so careful about these battery breakthroughs because there's so much nonsense out there that people peddle because there's a lot of money going into it. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot see. of battery stuff out there that you can't scale or you can't scale yeah. easily. So it's not only about the battery technology, but it's also like, can you make a billion of them? And uh, so far, we haven't seen much. Nope. All right. Uh, what do you think EVs will be like in 2030 in terms of price, charging speed, range? Probably just like the current gasoline car market, just taking over the whole thing, basically. And all the price range that you see right now, all the different segments, they're all going to have just, they're all going to be electric. And uh, maybe maybe we're going to start seeing more like uh, different range options for people, like some people getting more comfortable with a 100 miles car and for city driving. And then especially if uh, self, the, the advent of self-driving around that time, that could have an impact too, an impact on ownership, on how much you use your car versus how much you use uh, uh, services of uh, just per mile. Uh, they, it could change a lot. Uh, but uh, in terms of the actual technology itself, the kind of car, yeah, I mean, it's... It's going to progress a little bit uh, in terms of range. Uh, probably in terms of pricing, it's just going to be like wider availability in all the different segments. Uh, speed, the charging speed, yeah, that's going to be a big one. I think you're going to see an improvement there. But we already see some pretty decent number from a lot of automakers now. Uh, I think you maybe can improve the drop-off a little bit, like make that a little bit later in the charging for some case. But uh, for commercial uh, consumer passenger cars, uh, I don't see like any type of megawatt charging being necessary on all that. I think what what we see right now is is um, maybe you can bump it up to closer to like a 400 kilowatts, but you you don't need to go too crazy with that. 
Yeah, and I think another big thing is the having chargers everywhere, like fast chargers. Yeah. Uh, will people won't be at you know they won't need four hundred mile vehicles because they know that there's a charger at every uh, off ramp on the highway that, that they'll be more comfortable with two or three hundred um, miles, and then those those battery packs will be smaller and lighter, not dramatically so maybe by twenty thirty, mm-hmm. but you know they'll be everybody will be more comfortable with with evs there'll be a little bit lighter batteries they'll be a little you know probably a lot cheaper at that point so solar solar on top do you think that that's going to be a thing i mean you can put solar on top it's going to add you know a few miles uh, here and there you know once it's so inexpensive to to add that Mm -hmm. that it's you know negligible sure why not but it's not like going to be the main way people get miles into the charge yeah for sure i agree with that all right, Reflect the Sun. We have 2008 Mazda 3. I think Franz did a design before joining the t- 2006. Yeah, I, I, I saw that people mentioned that, like, uh, but I, I cannot see how Franz's old job would have a major impact on that. I don't think so either. Yeah, it's been so long. I think the 25, or nobody says, I think the 25,000K Tesla looks awesomely rugged and crossoverish for a hatchback. I think it could be real. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it looks it looks a lot like the the original design drawing, really. Uh, yeah. All right. Last question so far is: uh, Do you think Tesla will ever integrate 4D imaging radar with its cameras? 4D. So uh, I would have to uh, get a quick refresher on what they mean exactly by 4D, because uh, I've seen it, the term being used in ter changeably between that and like higher definition radars uh so i don't know the new phoenix that tesla is implementing right now i think they're talking about high definition rather than 4d but i would need to have a quick like explain explain to me like i'm five years old <laughs> what the difference between 4d and ionization radar all right now the last question auto lotsi lotsi what are your predictions for something new at the march 1st mm-hmm. event i have i have one thing that we haven't talked about in a while Tesla's been talking about the HVAC system. I think uh, maybe they can talk about that. Maybe that's part of their uh, mm-hmm. master plan part three. Uh, we haven't heard about that while. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I said. Yeah, the, the, well, I mean, they are announcing the master plan part three at the event. Master plan part three, we know, is focusing on scale. But I would assume the master plan part three is kind of like the last leg of the plan. And then you're right. Elon did mention the HVAC could be in there. Uh, so, yeah, that could be interesting. I just don't know how far along they would be in the program right now. We haven't, like, normally we hear, like, a few things coming out here and there. So we haven't seen, heard much about that. So that would be my question there. But, of course, the big, like, new thing, if there's something new announced there, uh, we know that the new program is going to, the new platform is going to be announced there. So the big question is, like, is the first vehicle on that platform going to be announced or revealed there, at least? Reveal is announced it's already been announced so yeah so reveal is the is the thing so uh, all right and i don't know gotta... i i'm leaning towards yes right now with all the rumors and everything coming out these days but uh i have not nothing concrete to report yeah and then there's a few people uh clarifying the uh, three dimensions plus time is the 4d how radar sees motion uh time in third space like ah okay yeah Okay, no, I know what I know what you understand. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, the 4D is the one that like, you can basically kind. Of, it's it's almost like li- lidar, like you can get like a point mm-hmm. type map out of it. Yeah, 
uh, as close to LiDAR as it gets. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've not, I haven't heard. Like Elon told us when they made the switch to vision, he told us that if Tesla goes back to a radar, it would be because they have a high definition. High one. definition. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't say 4D. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it could it could be in the future. Like we're talking about 4.0 being released like the next week, but you can bet that this is going to have 5.0 and 6.0 and and so on and so on. Yeah, it just makes sense. All right, well, that's uh, that's everything for us this week. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you that's been watching the show this week. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, uh, you can give us a thumbs up, a subscribe, whatever platform you're at. It makes a big difference. It helps the show grow. Uh, we appreciate you for doing it. If you're listening on your audio podcast, um, if you can give us a five-star review, that helps a ton. We had some great one last week. The thanks, thank you guys for writing those. And we're going to see you uh, same place, same thanks next week. Like, yeah, Otto, you can, if you can get a six-star,